0: Ever, <laughs> ever two heels in a face. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two's the Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, um, we have Chris back. Chris, welcome to Two's of the Face. Are you new here? I'm Thank
1: you. It's been it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, you know, but uh, I think I think I remember how to do this. Even though if, if you're watching on uh, on YouTube, you saw how clunky that intro was. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but uh, I'll, I'll 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 get better. I promise.
0: No, it's okay. Our, our sponsor usually Curtain Jerker Designs. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm gonna re- hopefully re up with them in the future. Give the show them some more love on the show. Um, until then, Atlas from the start, and uh, we have Chris back. After uh, my conversation with Danger Mask last week, hopefully you listened to that one, or is this the the one-on-one, very, very interesting conversation? We dove into like really a bunch of random stuff, Chris. I don't know if you were able to listen to that episode, but there was a mention of chilies in it. And yes,
1: yes, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I haven't been on camera or on the mic, but I, <laughs> I, you know, I still do a little thing or two behind the scenes. I, I heard the episode. Uh, and I gotta say, like Danger Mask, second time being on the show, and he still cracks me up every time. And I'm fascinated by his Shooting Star Press. It's amazing. Which I think you alluded to that in the episode, by the way. So thank you.
0: Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna tweet out a clip probably this weekend as well. Uh, just that little segment that we went to about the Shooting Star Press. Um, just a fascinating dude. Uh, on today's podcast, we have another person who I'm excited to learn more about. Uh, a recently crowned champion someone who has a so, so has shown us so much already and still has so much promise um, we're looking forward to talking to that person chris before we get into that you how has everything else at home you got like uh house There's stuff a lot of yeah on. a lot
1: of home renovations happening here mm-hmm. um, but we're getting through it um, hopefully before the end of the summer everything will be done and uh, also um, you know just A lot of changes are happening here But again, just hang tight And I promise I'll be here every week Uh, I won't be skipping out on you guys (laughs) Um, But even though Whenever I'm out you know, Charlie, you hold it down And I appreciate you for that
0: Yeah, absolutely I'm glad you're here Because um, today on the podcast We do have Storm Grayson We're going to bring him in I want to point out that um, We are releasing this a week After he was on Windy City Slam So I want to point out that We've structured our Interview. That's also that's a great interview as well. So please go show please go listen, yeah. From Wendy City Slam some love. A really good thing about Wendy City Slam is if you miss a bunch of wrestling, which I do all the time, um, he also that give, he also gives you a lowdown and just like results and what happened. It's like very quick stuff, but like you at least know like quick rundown of Midwest. Here. Yeah, exactly. Wrestling. This person mm-hmm. this person did this, etc. Um, Storm was on his podcast. Go listen to that. And then you can listen to us, or like listen to Windy City Slime after. But we're, we've structured our episode to be very different. So hopefully, we're going to ask a little bit of di- different questions, dive in a little deeper in certain spots.
1: The Storm will um, be going through the buffet line, the wrestling buffet line. So yes. why
0: don't we bring um, him in then?
1: Let, let, let's bring him in. He let's let's get him out of the green room.
0: Hey. Hey guys, Storm. What's up, man? You're about to <laughs> you're about to just like a soaring wind just fly through this buffet line and, and absolutely trash the place. Are you ready for that? I'm ready. I'm ready. How uh, how how are you doing? How you said you just got back. Were you working out before?
2: Yeah, and usual. It's the only other place I go besides work. So,
0: <laughs> well, we're gonna try to pull something else out of you uh, today. Hopefully, besides re- I mean wrestling, yes uh working out yes regimen discipline etc that's one I'll, I'll jump right into it that was going to be one of my questions yeah. for you is it's and so i'm going to be referencing the interview that i mentioned a bunch with mike on Woody city slam because i listened to that and then i started writing down other questions yeah. and so di- like your discipline i know that you said once covet hit, you started being more regimented. You're like, okay, I got to turn this up a notch. I really got to do this. I told myself that every day storm. And yet I fall back <laughs> into the same, uh, terrible habits. Uh, I don't do as much as I want to do that day, et cetera, et cetera. Like how do, you, how do you, how do you, how do you have you built that discipline to be like, so it sounds like you're very structured.
1: Mm.
2: I think the simplest thing for me, cause I was, I was always pretty structured going into COVID though. I was coming out of my second surgery. So, Okay. I mean, you know how it goes you lose a lot of pro- uh, progress on that time mm-hmm. and so part of it was getting back to what i was doing but i also had the time to do it where i could go to the gym multiple times i could spread out meals in a way without having to worry about work like i could spend a day meal prepping and have time so what the harder part was once i got back to work you started going back once things were getting back to normal coming out of lockdown I, really, I simplified everything. I know this is weird. And I think James has mentioned it before, but like I literally sit at work, like drinking blocks of tofu, like just to, like, just to get <laughs> stuff down. Like, and it's just something I've gotten myself used to. Where right? I started looking at it as, as a working out. Like I wouldn't skip, I wouldn't skip chest or legs or anything else. So like, I'm not gonna, I can't skip a meal the same way. And I was also, it also gave me a chance to like double down. And so it's really hard to try to change your body when you have to wrestle shirtless on a regular basis but like lockdown gave me a chance to experiment and find what worked for me too. And I think, I think I helped me find balance because I realized that I could mess around with stuff and it wasn't going to be the end of the world. I wasn't going to gain all this weight all of a sudden because I changed one meal around.
0: Yeah. There is, I'm assuming there, there, you do have still, you're not a robot in that sense. Do you still have those days, those Saturdays where you just like eat a shit ton of pizza? and drink or, or or no is it mostly like tell me you have the days where you fall off the wagon.
2: oh no i do okay. absolutely like, okay. <laughs> I'm, disgust-
0: I'm disgusting on weekends like okay
2: um at this point i try to save it unless i have a show like then i'll wait till the end of the weekend sure but otherwise like my girlfriend's vegan as well so like i, I try to save him for the weekends and we'll go try to find a new restaurant and we'll just pig out there I'm like, she knows, like, that's what I'm in for when I go to do that. Like, like I'm not going there to have a nice meal. Like, I want to go find somewhere with, like, gross food. Like, that's not liquid tofu and broccoli.
1: Yeah. And so
2: I, 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 do, I do let go on the weekends a little bit.
1: Great. So w- w- when you say, like, you know, you're going to go out and, you know, get out of this, you know, healthy eating throughout the week and, and have that cheat day. How do you have a cheat day? And, and you know, um, pardon my ignorance here but how do you have a cheat day while on a vegan diet or do you or, or there's or you you know that vegan is not a thing when you go uh, on your cheat day
2: uh, yeah. no 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 it'll, it'll always be a thing that's been a huge part of my life for a mm-hmm. long time for almost mm-hmm. 12 years now um and and she's the same way uh no but we'll find like a restaurant that sort of junk food right because the same way with like normal restaurants there's Places with healthy food, and then there's right. places that are just meant to be gross. And there's the same thing with vegan restaurants. Like, there's we have options where there's some healthy restaurants with something light and nice tofu salad or something. But like, we'll go to a place like, can't believe it's not meat. It's one of our favorite restaurants. So it's just all junk food alternatives. So it's still fatty oh, oh, and greasy okay, okay. and burgers and burritos and all that stuff. It's just made with substitutes or mm-hmm. stuff like that. Everything's fried still. <laughs> and, then, and then not skipping dessert by any means on a weekend. So <laughs>
0: yeah no that's i mean that's a decent question chris right because you and i know how to pick out but we we gravitate towards like tacos (laughs) which obviously have meat in them uh you could do different types of tacos but uh no that's interesting um that's great because we're you're in the buffet line now storm Mm. like i said so we're gonna add we're gonna get into some food questions there is a question about salad so you're probably very familiar (laughs) with that area um we will not accept tofu as an answer no i'm just kidding um (laughs) we're just giving you shit for that but before we're into the salad bar we want to get to know a little bit more about you to warm you up for some of the questions Mm -hmm. About obviously we're going to talk about the freelance championship and stuff about like you Mm -hmm. and ego i think that's going to be the meat of this podcast Uh, before we do that we asked a very broad question at the start of these buffet line episodes um it's what we want to know what do you love about wrestling so to dive into this a little bit more is we're asking specifically what are the aspects of wrestling that you enjoy so there's different stuff that is it the like your body guy you look great in the ring let me be the first not the first but the the most recent to tell you (laughs) that is it the physical aspect of it is it the showmanship aspect is it the storytelling is it the moves is it like all these things it could be everything what, is, what are the aspects of, like, what drew
2: you to this, uh, this sport? I mean, it's evolved over the years. Once you started wrestling, your views on wrestling kind of change. Yeah. But the, the main thing for me was, it's like, you know, I think that's a pretty – standard story for a lot of wrestlers is that it was my escape. Like okay, I, I would go to school. I mean, I'd wake up, I'd watch wrestling before going to school. I'd go to school, I'd come back and watch wrestling and like everything that happened throughout the day. Like I've always, I mean, I'm an awkward adult. I was definitely a way more awkward kid. I never <laughs> had a lot of friends, Like, but like wrestling was cool. I didn't care about any of that. Like I didn't care who made fun of me or whatever. when I was, when wrestling was on. Right. So I right. think that's the way for a lot of people. And I think that's a, it was an escape. And everything was larger than life. Everyone was cool, like, and and I think one of the things that drew me to wanting to get on the wrestling side of things, beside it was like the moments. It was like you you think back, I and mean, you don't see it a lot anymore. But like the camera flash moments, like Jeff Hardy jumping off a ladder, the way it was just for time stood still for a moment, right? Yeah. Like and nothing mm-hmm. else in the world mattered to anyone in that building. And I think once I started wrestling, that transitioned over into like the way I make other people feel. I'm okay. like I I've never really cared like being cheered or booed right i mean no one's not everyone's gonna be a fan of what you do but if you can at least distract someone from their daily life for a little bit like to me that's the coolest thing in the world i mean some people it's movies sports but for everyone in that building including the wrestlers the fans production everyone it it, at some point another was wrestling for them like everyone suspended on this one art form this this one performance this, this one chunk of a few hours where nothing else in the world matters Like that's always been the coolest thing to me is because I needed that escape when I was growing up and I needed that escape a lot in high school. And I was like, I still needed it at times as an adult. Like wrestling is still that escape for me. It's just now a matter of being in the ring.
0: Definitely. Yeah. That's, I don't know if you, if you're familiar, uh, one of my favorite bands is called Weezer. I don't know if you're familiar with their stuff. They have this song called In the Garage. And I don't know if you're familiar with that song, but the song is about a guy who has like all he. He has like his escapes in the garage. Like mm-hmm. that's where he would go to, like sing music or play music. That's where he would go to just do like all the nerdy shit that he liked to do, mm-hmm. etc. It's unlike wrestling. Then at times was your like it probably gave you that feeling like this is my mm-hmm. safe space, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's really that's really cool to hear. Um, I think that's a that's a pretty unique answer too. I think we've asked this question to a lot of people, and uh, I think people would agree with you but I think you're the first to ever like kind of say like, okay, yeah, this is, it was my comfort zone. Um, it was something I really liked to do. When, when, it, when you're creating moments out there, like you said, Jeff Hardy being on top of a ladder, do you have, is it, are you going through it so quick that you really don't know it's a moment? Or is there times when you're having matches where you're like, okay, yeah, this is a moment I need to like pause for four seconds here and like soak it in.
2: At this point now there are, there are times when I'm like, this is a moment. Okay, um, But I think like, that's not some. I think that's something you get to like later on in your career yeah. that I'm just starting to discover, or I'm just starting to put things together and put them in perspective of being moments and like sure. realizing that that's what matters. It's not. I mean, this is a, it's not a knock on anyone's style of wrestling, but like the things people remember aren't moves; they're they're moments, right? You remember the mm-hmm. moments. Like it, it doesn't matter what style of wrestling you like. You, the things you remember were the moments. Right? and so I, was, I, I think I've started to learn that now and be able to feel things a bit more and I think I mentioned this on Windy City like I don't want to put Rob over too much but like he was one <laughs> of the pe- people who helped me figure that out or start to figure that out and uh, I wrestled him a lot and like and that was one of the things he helped me understand that I was just doing a bunch of nothing for a long time <laughs> before okay. I started realizing that and so now I, I do make an effort to try to soak in moments and let moments exist and As he always says, he's like, just live in the moment for a few seconds.
0: Yeah. That's something that, um, I think GPA is really good at once again, kind of the same. We don't want to give him too much time either, (laughs) but GPA is really good at just like pausing and slowing down. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like he he does that like really long, like turn back over his shoulder Mm -hmm. and things like that. That to me, and once again, I'm not a wrestler. We, we never will be, but that to me, it, it helps with the storytelling um, cause I, we have, we have seen really, really athletic people. Like I want to say like an ACH, right. Mm-hmm. Super athletic dude. I've like, I'll go back and watch, like watch. Some, he's got really good matches, but sometimes it's just like so many moves. I can't even breathe. And then the match is over in like the blink of an eye, you know? So like that, that's a one way to have a match. And then there's mm-hmm. another, there's, a, there's times in the match where I feel like you, like you said, I need to really mm-hmm. slow down even taunt jester like make a yeah. moment here with the kind of the crowd
2: well and part of it too is that i'm never going to be able to do what like a guy like ach can do right like, <laughs> and it's like, like someone who's like a freak athlete right like i'm never yeah. going to i'm never going to be able to do the things will osprey does right so yeah i think sure. you try to find your strengths too like i don't work a super fancy style i was like i think i do some dumb stuff occasionally i mean i'm never opposed to jumping off of something every now and then but, but I think part of it, too, was me, like, trying to fill in the gaps in what I did. Because, like, I didn't want to sacrifice the way I liked wrestling, the way I liked watching wrestling. Like, I, lo- <laughs> I know not a lot of people agree with me, but I love guys, Like, I love the style of wrestling that guys like The Miz and Baron Corbin do. Like, that's my style of wrestling that I like to watch. I know that's, like, an unpopular opinion for most people, especially on the indies. But I love, like, TV-style wrestling. But, like, okay. those people all have these personalities, these moments and stuff. And when you're younger, you don't know how to do that. So it's yeah. either you do moves or you're boring and like uh-huh. I was at a point where I feel like I was boring and I'm like I had to learn to start filling in those gaps or I had to compromise the way I wanted to wrestle.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: And so, you know, and and I want to shift gears a little bit here and we talk about moments and how you're like now learning how to stop and, and kind of soak it in sometimes mm-hmm. when needed. How do you stop and soak it in when you're being built from Naperville? And a lot of people give you crap about that.
2: <laughs> to me, the Naperville thing now at this point is like I'm in on the joke. I mean, it may not be that way to the people who are booing me, but it's like as far as I'm concerned, like if I'm like if I'm if I if I want you to boo me and you're booing me, then well, yeah, I'm from Naperville, cool. Right. I right. wish you were too. And, no, if, no. and if I don't like, you know what I mean. Like, but like, and if I don't want you to, then I'm like, I'm sorry. I get it. It sucks. I moved out too. Like, I'm moving to Palos Hills next month. So like, like, oh, I, hey, welcome like, to I moved to Hyde Park i I'm moving I'm moving in with my girlfriend in Palos Hills. Like, yeah, that's like, I get it.
0: Like, so you use it either way, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, it yeah I was like, well, and part of this too, like, if I, would you, would you ever
1: change if, it to get you know be billed from? Yeah, survival. if you're a
0: baby face, would you
2: change the billing? Probably not. <laughs> At this point, like now, if it's a new place that's in like another state, that's yeah. and they're not gonna know what Naperville is anyway, then maybe. Okay. But th- th- then sometimes I'll do Chicago occasionally. But if I'm in Illinois and people know I'm not from Chicago, the last thing I want to do is a baby face. The same from Chicago, I feel like that's even worse than just saying yeah. I'm from Naperville. I-, I get you. If I'm gonna lie, I'd say somewhere else. I'd be like, yeah, I'm from Arlington Heights, <laughs> like <laughs> or some random other place that's not the, the home of, of the Bears. Naperville.
0: <laughs> yeah uh yeah no I, we had to put that on the agenda because it was like when you were the heel it's it, i feel like it's interesting i don't know exactly me as a fan i think i like you better as a baby face um not to say that your heel stuff wasn't great but i just i think i once i got to know the person i was like oh he seems more naturally like a baby face because you're like just an easy dude to talk to like heels can kind of carry some heels some really good heels carry carry that edge a little bit with them back to that's true neighborville is better than julian it's not <laughs> saying um the heels will carry that edge back to him to the table a little bit like the merch table when i would go to the merch table i feel like i would connect i would have a really good interaction with you to the point where like i really like this guy that in my head maybe plants inception okay i like you as a baby face because i like yeah you. i like you um uh so it, it could be either way you could be a heel mm-hmm. and still be a nice person but uh, I think I'm liking you better now than uh, liking you better as babyface. But then, yeah, when it says from Naperville, Illinois, there's just a part of me that wants just <laughs> like it, there's a part of me that just like wants to be disgusted. Yeah. But I'm glad that you are using that as a tool. Like, mm. either way, you know, you mm. you you go with the crowd on it.
2: Yeah, I, I think part of the thing too is the babyface is like, and that's probably why I do better. Is I feel that I can be very genuine. Like, cause even as a face, like I'm not cool. Like I'm still awkward. I'm just less awkward than I am in real life. But like, I don't, like, I don't try to be some cool guy because I know I'm never going to be cool. Like I've had that conversation with Effie like a million times and, and <laughs> like, like, like I don't, I don't try to be cool. Like I, I just, it's obviously it's a more confident version of myself than probably real life. Cause I mean, right. you're the center of attention when you're wrestling, right? it's hard not to feel like kind of cool. Right. But. Uh, but I, I think one of the things that I really wanted to find was authenticity in myself, and I wrestled everything I did. I like, okay. I, I, got tired of trying to be something it wasn't because I wasn't working. I tried to find this character, and I know I need, like, I'm at a point where I need to find more levels and depth to who Storm Grayson is, and that's where we're at now. Is what we're actively working on trying to find who that is, but in an authentic manner where I can just be myself. And I was like, and I think part of that too was just like removing everything else, all, all the bells and whistles. And was like, yeah, I'm this guy from Naperville. And now let's build me together and figure out who I am. And because I, I it's hard when you're doing it in front of people. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like I, I, the, the freelance have just started working. No one knew who I was a year ago. And still most people don't know who I am, but at least in Chicago, the freelance crowd, people like that, they at least know who I am now. And they're watching this growth of me.
1: And, and I think and that's I, what it is knows. like when, we, when we're talking we have this conversation, we're, we're I mean, we're definitely putting things in the perspective under the freelance umbrella, right? Like mm-hmm. seeing you, you know, set up the ring and, you know, put it in the work and seeing you grow and, and, and seeing the change of gear. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and obviously the work that you put in, like your, your body looks different. And then like we, we were having this conversation during, during the show, the last show um during intermission is like, we're like, you know, freelance really needs, you know, a a good baby face right now. Like, and and it literally came down to that. Like, who is that person without us knowing the results of the match or whatever is like, it's, it's storm. It's, it's, it's his time. Like, it would be a great time for him to kind of take that because of the trajectory that he's had with this crowd specifically Mm -hmm. and what the promotion needs. And I think he, he's grown over the last year where there is no other option. It's either him now or never. Not now or never, but it was like it mm-hmm. was the time. So it all lined up great. And 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 that's why I yeah. think like the 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 you know now seeing you as a as a baby face. Cause in you know, uh, underground when, when you were having these matches, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but did you take the belt from uh Laney? Yeah, right? Like that was also uh you know, putting you like Laney was a fan favorite, so mm. it's like are you, you know, you were looked at as, as the heel there, um, yeah, but in, in, in the freelance wrestling, uh, spectrum, I think it was, it was the right move. And it, it's, it's great to see you kind of be yourself. And like you're saying, you're enjoying the moment. So, yeah. so, so, so let, let, let's take a, a breather there and, and enjoy the moment.
0: Yeah. clap it up. I'm clapping right now. Um, but no, that, honestly, that's, I think that's a long winded way of saying congrats. I'm going to say it yep. too. Um, and Chris and I, Chris and I will try to predict the match is when we're watching freelance and we saw yours live, but we, that's literally the conversation we had. It's like, why not now? We're like, why not? Like, why not now? Like there's a, there's definitely a baby phase gap that needed to be filled. Cause ego was dominating the heel side. He had two belts. Not that that's not bad. He's good at that. Um, and we're like, there, we feel like there's a huge baby face void. You have been, Getting
1: better matches, winning, and we're like, yeah, why not now? Like, this is a really good time for him to step into that. So, all right, well, that was a hefty salad. Um, I don't know if you want to say anything else. No, I was just gonna say thank you. (laughs) You're (laughs) very
2: flattering things but like, it did did feel a similar manner, like, where it did feel a little bit like now or never. Like, I because it wasn't, it's a very like out of my comfort zone area, but like, it's one of those things that you can't get to that next level until you're at that next level and it's sink or swim and so yeah, yeah like I, I i it did feel like now and ever, like i don't think you're wrong for saying that it felt like if if i had continued where i was at or like doing what i was doing for any longer it was going to start to turn the other way i was like well, you can't you can't be an underdog yeah. forever and then you start getting bigger you start getting wins and something no one sees you as the underdog anymore so you don't have that underdog appeal to you anymore sure. i was like and that was like the part i was struggling with and like when i when I got the ball to try and run with it like this was when I was like okay I was like I'm ter- I'm terrified but like I have to do this or this is as far as I'm ever gonna go to an extent right like I mean obviously right. second chances whatever but like it, it really is now or never it's like because if I keep doing what I'm doing like I'm never gonna grow past this point and eventually you just fade away like you got to get out of your comfort zone I think that's what this is for me and luckily yeah. for freelance has given me the chance to do that so I have to sink or swim here and that's, I mean, we're going to see what happens, but I'm fairly confident in it.
0: You're going to swim. You're going to swim. We're (laughs) going to keep pushing that boat forward. I think you're going to be swimming.
1: All right. So uh, in order for us to wrap up the salad bar, we have to ask you, uh, what is your favorite part of an actual salad? Favorite part? Well, I guess the dressing. (laughs) Or does that not count? It counts. What
0: counts? You got to elaborate, though. You got to elaborate.
2: Like what kind? Yeah. Yeah. All right. (sighs) Hopefully either. I guess like sour stuff. Like an Italian or something like that. Or like a poppy seed. I uh, love me a bottle of skinny girl poppy seed dressing.
1: (laughs) 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 Nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That counts. That counts. That's good.
1: Awesome. Charlie was just afraid that you were going to say ranch. I was. Oh. I was no, no, no. no.
0: Now that, no I, I probably didn't expect that out of Storm's mouth because there's probably too much fat in that, right? Yeah. See,
2: ranch is a great like cheat day condiment. It's a dipping sauce to I me, mean, not a okay. salad dressing.
1: Ah. Okay, nice. Yeah,
0: that's your that's a cheat day.
1: Ah. Um, yeah, no, that was a hefty
0: salad. Um, but the hot plate looking forward to this, honestly, the main course, if you will. Um, we got to talk I want to know more about the green kid phase and this is not something that was this is not something that was touched on in the witty city slam because thank god because <laughs> <laughs> uh i, w- I want to know at least to know where the where it came from what the gist of it was because i know you said on witty city you had been uh wrestling for some time mm-hmm. probably i don't know if you i don't know if you felt green or didn't feel green or like and then you had the green on the hair and stuff so like I want to know exactly. It's good to, I think, reflect on it because yeah. you then see where you are now. Yeah. So we're bringing this this memory
1: we're yeah. putting it into the forefront. Whether you're yeah, like I got to say not. it worked great for Zello. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, green like a
0: mascot. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, there's actually not a bad story behind it. It's a good wrestling story. And it involves Ali, so that's mm. always a good time. Mm. On a Chicago-based podcast mm-hmm. but but i was at a point where i think i was probably about like four or five years in by that point and and i do think this ended up being like one of the most important phases of my career and i've definitely had like way more embarrassing ones it's fine but like i i was talking to ali once and i was just frustrated like when i when i was under i spent the first two years of my career under under a mask and like i finally right. was just figuring out who i was with the mask on when i lost and like knew i wanted to move on to other things and lose it and but once i lost that mask i didn't know who i was i'm like that's something right like i'm still like i mentioned i'm still struggling to figure out like but i had no clue i didn't even know what to do with my face no one had ever seen it before <laughs> I, i'm like even the ray Fury run was never supposed to happen like it was a couple matches practice run right get in front of a crowd and then it just started to work and that at underground, the five star swap mart shows. Like, they said it started to work and ended up running with it for like two years. And then I and knew it was time for something new. So uh I, I tried, I threw a bunch of stuff against the wall. And I was just at a point after my first surgery where I was really, really frustrated because I was like, I, nothing's working. I was like, and it was, it was really just because I was trying things that weren't me. And Ali, asked, I was talking to him and he, he was like, well, I always ask people, he's like, like, is this how you saw yourself looking when you were a kid and imagine yourself being a wrestler? And I was like, well, no. And like, I knew this was going to be a cheesy run, but he asked me, he was like, how did you see yourself? And like, I took it to heart. And I was like, I have nothing to lose by like going over the top with this. And I started thinking about like my creator wrestlers and stuff. And I mentioned, obviously, you mentioned Jeff Hardy being mm-hmm. core memories for me. Like, i was yeah. like well i used to dye my hair a lot as a kid i always planned on growing it out and dyeing it for wrestling so i was like all right and i already like the green and black color combination so i was like well let me just do it and then i was at a point where I was like four or five years in, where you start to feel like you're ready to take the next step in your career but like people don't when you're in the same bubbles people don't see you any differently and granted yeah. i still didn't know what i was doing I, I don't know now what i'm doing i'm just starting to like get my feet under me as far as being a professional wrestler goes Mm -hmm. but it it, it was really one of those things where like i felt like if i didn't get out of my bubble because like i was you get dismissed as being the green kid because that's that's all they've ever seen you as you were the young one like they've known you since you started like Mm -hmm. and and i think that's why it's cool now to wrestle guys like gpa and stuff who've known me since i was 18 years old Ooh, like yeah. this is the first when I just wrestled Jeff it was the first time we've ever wrestled. He's been in uh, like singles match minus the end of that that rumble at Freelance. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's slightly sidetracked, but that was part of what got me going for the Green Kid thing because I, I, I didn't feel I felt that I was worth more than that opportunity was. Maybe not in the ring yet, but I felt, thought I was a hard enough worker to be given the chance to learn. And I was like, and it was almost like a joke like, haha, I'm just the green kid in the corner. I was like, but well, who knows? Mm. Maybe, the- and it was also just for the pun, just because why? Like, I had nothing to lose, and it was just like an idea. Like, I was joking around with another wrestler about, it, and we we're like, why not try it? And it and it served its purpose enough to at least like people who didn't know my name was, was like, oh, the kid with the green hair,
1: and like you stood me- out.
2: Yeah, well, and like a lot of people like didn't know who I was. They never seemed that I've never heard of me. But like now, a lot of people ask me, be like, oh, I remember seeing you from the beginning as the green kid. And I'm like, well, it's like five years before that but like a lot of people that's the first time they ever noticed i existed so like it worked yeah. it gave me pe- it gave people a memory of me coming back out of lockdown or it's like it's still a reference point and part of it too Commander surgery is like i've always tried this, the whole triple h thing like he would always come back with a different look whenever he was gone ah. And it's like i've mm-hmm. always tried to come back looking differently whenever i've been gone it was the first time was like the first two surgeries and then third time I was coming out of lockdown. I was like, oh, okay, I want to be big now. I want to be bigger. I want to be in better shape. And the long hair, the trunks. I was like, there's the green yeah. kid. I came back. I, the, after my first surgery, I came back in all gold with like blonde hair and short hair. And and there's several phases. So I was like, that, that's really what it came down to is I just had to try something new. And there was a personal touch on it. that came from a personal place that really rooted back to that conversation with Ali. And I was like, I know I look like a creative wrestler out there right now. I was like, but that's how I wanted to look. And if anything's going to help me find myself, like, and go. I think it did. And then I was able to pick and choose the parts I was able to find of myself out of it and then use them in a more productive way as this current version of Storm Grayson, which is kind of grown up me it's just grown up green kid.
1: Yeah. So I want to make a little sidebar here and and ask about um, when, when you were uh, under a mask, uh, Ray Foodia, like, did you did you end up losing the mask? Like, was there like a Galli Arena mask versus mask match and you lost it, or it was just one of those faces where you're like, I faced off for a little bit, I came back different.
2: No, no, I did lose it in the match. I lost it to uh Furio Roha. Uh my own oh, okay.
1: partner. We are the tag champs, we lost
2: the belt. We got mad, hit him with a chair, Seth Rounds in the back style. The all <laughs> <was laughs> oldest <this> time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh and then it set up the mask versus mask and he beat me and damn and carlos was there to witness the unmasking <laughs> leave the charge so uh
0: that's great no i think it plays back to once again i'm gonna plug last week's episode you the listener if you haven't listened to it please go do that after this of course um danger, danger master is just like yeah a little bit like what you said How how did I picture myself when I was growing up? But, like, Danger Mass was talking about what are some things you want to see in wrestling? Like, you – obviously, there's got to be sense behind it, which it sounds like there was sense behind yours. You're like, oh, this is what people see me as. Let's just run with it. Um, But Danger Mass is like, what do you want to create in wrestling? You can create that. There Hmm. is, like – I feel like there's a good amount – as long as you, like – Obviously, know the you and the promoter are a little bit aligned. You get stuff approved, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not saying like go crazy with anything, but you you have that creative freedom to try mm-hmm. to be who you want to be in the mm-hmm. ring. Um, so it's kind of cool that you took that and ran with it. Now a little now you're more grown up, so and a little bit more clean slate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now, um, at least in the in the freelance sphere, freelance wrestling, Logan Square sphere. Um, and you have a, you're a little bit, you can, you can mold that and play with that a little mm-hmm. bit. So obviously one of our, you keep saying, it's funny. Cause you keep saying, I'm trying, we're figuring out who Storm Grayson is. It's literally mm-hmm. a question on our agenda. We didn't ask it. I think we cross it off. Chris and I will cross off questions as we're going through the interview. Mm-hmm. And I think we cross it off because you don't, you, I don't know if you have the answer to that yet. Not that you're not finding it though. Mm-hmm. Eventually.
1: So I think we're seeing it unravel in front of our eyes right now.
0: (laughs) And and I really think
2: that's what it is. Like everyone else is figuring out who I am at the same time I am. Which, I mean, I know that's hard to bite into as a fan sometimes, but what else am I going to do, right? I got to find it somehow. And it's definitely hard doing it in front of people. Like I can't imagine doing this as like uh, wrestlers who have to figure out who they are in in front of people on a large scale. Because it is very stressful at times like mm-hmm. like once you know who you are especially when you're starting over like when you have a certain character when you're under a mask, and you start to figure it out it's really hard from going to so like i know what to do as this person i know who the, I, I know who this person is yeah. but like now just being a genuine version of myself but i think it's a parallel like at a point in my life too like coming out of covid or like going into covid actually like lockdown where i was like i wanted to like figure out who i was as an individual like yeah like i mean all i'd ever known was wrestling i grew up as a wrestling fan and spent 24 7 watching wrestling playing sports outside of that like you know the moment i turned 18 i started training and so like all i've ever really known was wrestling like i never had a social life anything like that and like part of me is like not a very like outgoing person but I was, like you can't you keep it, it started to become an issue when i was like when i was wrestling i was like i don't know who i am and then. You get into your twenties and you're like, "Who am I?" and you have to figure <laughs> it out. And I was like, and I think that's part of what made like this version of like Strom Grayson work so well, or at least mm-hmm. it is making it work so well, is that it's a genuine, like, real life transition of like me yeah. going into another chapter in my life, figuring out who I am. And with that comes like the authenticity of figuring out who I am as a performer. Like I've never tried to like, like I said, I mentioned earlier, I've never tried to be cool. And I, 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 this isn't me complimenting myself. I'm just quoting Effie. I promise. Okay. Like, he, uh, he explained it to me and made me feel a lot better about it because I had had the talk with him and I was just like, I'm not cool. I, I get it. Like, I have to get like, beat up. Like, like, I had people have to feel bad for me to an extent. Like, that's what I do. Like, I get beat up a lot, and I'm sure you guys have noticed that. But like, uh-huh. uh, he, he made me feel better. He's like, he's like, you don't, you not knowing you're cool or you knowing you're not cool kind of makes you cool. He's like, because it's kind of endearing. He's like, people who know they're, who are cool and know they're cool are really off-putting. And he was like, he was like, your charm is that you know you're not cool and you don't try to be. And I'm like, okay, cool. So there's some there someone who's very successful at wrestling and living off of wrestling, like, was like, hey, you can go be yourself and make it work. People will still like you. And yeah. that was a huge, a huge confidence boost for me. That, was, that conversation was right before that Secret stash show which mm, okay. was really like the first, my first freelance show. I mean, I know it was a co-run show, but it was like my first chance at being on a car that had freelance mentioned on it since I was under a mask.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. No, no talking about, you know, like, so, so that show, like put a lot of people kind of on the map, right? Like obviously like everybody, like all wrestling fans were like looking forward to to wrestling and this show came to be about, uh, really showcased uh, a lot of people, but you're talking about getting beat up, right? I know the um the Brian Keith match was was significant for you. Mm-hmm. And if somebody can't beat somebody up, <laughs> it is is Brian Keith, right? Like we, you know, like he's also become, you know, uh, a favorite of ours, uh, mm-hmm. just seeing his work. Uh but can you talk a little bit more about that? Are
2: uh, they getting beat up or Brian no. Keith? <laughs> we
0: want to <The> yeah.
1: <laughs> what um, on, of wh- course, like you know, I don't know. But
0: I'll you, talk about how good Brian Keith is forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because on Windy City, you mentioned after you had that match, you said, "Okay, I knew like it seemed like something unlocked here, okay, like you, it gave mm-hmm. you a little bit more confidence." Can you go into that any bit I mean, more? Like, what what, what about that that
1: for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and
2: it was really that. Like that was my first real. Th- there was a couple the the first sink or swim moment was the first normal Logan freelance show I was on, which I believe was last September against Cody Lane. And who's okay. another person I credit with being a, st- like a launching point for me. The, the, if, if that hadn't gone well, like Isaiah St. James are putting a lot of confidence on me, giving that, me that chance when I never really been in that position. as like a regularly featured singles guy. And it was based off of nothing other than me working hard and being in training. Like, so they really take a gamble on me and like i was worried if that didn't work out i would just been back to the drawing board again like and, and that match luckily went well which i'm very grateful to cody for as well but the, the, after that it was a matter of okay i've strung together a the matches but like what what's the next step what's the next breakout moment and then and it comes in waves and that next wave started with brian keith and i and i knew if i didn't i put a lot into that match Like a lot of pressure on myself i was going insane <laughs> leading up to that match like I, I, it was a huge learning experience for me, but it was, it was very stressful. And I like, I watched back, like my entrance from that match recently. And like, you can see how terrified I am. Like at the time it was great. It was the best, like the best thing I'd ever done in wrestling at the time, which like, now looking back, I was like, wow, you look scared out of your mind. And then those, like, but um, he's a top guy and should be a top guy anywhere he ever goes. I was like, and so being mm-hmm. able to hang with him, is uh was a huge confidence boost and, and it wasn't just a matter it's one thing to have your your peers behind you mm-hmm. but th- that was really the first time that like i felt something brewing with like the crowd that was more than them just being nice and supportive okay like that was the first time i really felt the reaction at the end of that match like i i was left in the ring like it was the first time i ever felt like uh hey we want you here like we're behind you feeling from a crowd I was yeah. like, because Chicago's blessed. Like, we're we're so spoiled by like the shows and the fans. Yep. Like anywhere you go, whether it's freelance or AAW, the fans are so polite, whether they like you or not. Like we don't. We, it's not a heckling city. Like, like, <laughs> even if you you can have the worst match; you'll still have people clapping for you and telling you good job. Like, which is great. I I appreciate it. But like, that was the first time I really felt like I was wanted there by fans, and I was like, oh. I think you're ready to take this like step. Maybe you're farther along than you thought you were. Maybe you're more ready than you thought you were. And I was like, and I think that confidence was what allowed me to go and just go to Jordan Oliver the next month and be like, let's do this. Yeah, Whereas mm-hmm. I would have gone into that match the same way I did for Brian Keith, where I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, I think I got it in me. Like, And I was like, but I yeah. had the confidence going in and then that match just, you have two of those in a row and it takes you up there. And that confidence is somewhere you've never been before. I was like, and it was also, too, it was truly a like confidence. There was no cockiness that came from it because like I went into those matches, which when you're younger, you have these good matches. And all of a sudden you think you're somebody, you think you're good. But like I, I, I went into those matches as a student and like, I like I checked my ego before those matches. Cause like once like you're 26, you've been doing this for, for what? It was like, it I mean, started in training in 2013. My first match was 2014. So it's been a while now. Like it, it'll be eight years in October since my first match, like first September or something like that. But, um, but like I checked my ego, and it was like it, nothing mattered before. Like this last year, I was like, and I need to remember that. Like it, the first like, six years, I did nothing. Like I, I gotta stop putting a number on things and look at these guys who like are are doing what I want to do in wrestling. And so. Mm-hmm. Being able to go in there and look look at them as like as a student of the game, learn from them, and then be able to hang with them gave me confidence to go and to do everything I've done since. And the Brian Keith match to me was truly the launching point because it didn't just put that confidence in me. I think that's the match that put the confidence in in James and Isaiah.
0: Yeah, no, that's well said. I you, you you had quite the run, I think, of seeing like leading up to it. It was like a sneaky quiet run of like. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when Chris and I, noticed you were like doing more and more singles matches. But if you mm-hmm. were to like really lay out the the talent, I think that you wrestled leading up to Ego. I think I think people would be like, "Oh shit," because mm-hmm. um, you mentioned Adam and Oliver and like I forgot. I think I was there for that one, but I forgot about it. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh damn!" Like that was one too. So yeah, you started uh, racking up the yeah. the the bouts before you got to the the main event with uh, Ego, which I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna talk about, you talked about things that you had learned from him and stuff. What was like, I wanna know what the conversation was like kind of before you guys went out there. Um,
2: I don't if he listened to this, I don't want him to kill me, but it was pretty, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much non-existent. Okay. I, the first, I don't think him and I spoke until like a match or two before.
1: Okay. We didn't say a word to
2: each other all day. Like, I think I said hi to him when I got there. Like, that was about it. And we talked for about, like, 10 minutes and 15 minutes. And I think we pretty much, I think that was about it. Like, we really did stay away from each other. I don't think we want, and, like, there was a nerve-wracking point of me. And I was like, and I think part of why he did that was, one, he has the confidence to be in, like, testing me whether he wants to admit it or not. I do <laughs> think part of it's a test to be, like, do you want to be at this level or not? like i'm like he's not gonna hold my hand right yeah and like as much as like he he i think part of it is he wants me to know that i've got it there's like i mean grumpy ego does still have a heart deep down right like i was like and he's been very helpful to me since i started training with him and um and i think part of it is too is he's just like give yourself some credit like you're at this level you're you're ready for this what are you worried about I was like, okay. there's a huge difference. Because when we had our match at Secret Stash, like, we have ended that show, too. Like, that was, like, that's what I say. That was, like, the first chance they gave me. And it was, like, me and Rob for the Legacy title. Oh, and yeah. I, he was right by my side, like, mm-hmm. all day. I bothered him all day before that match, and he was willing to do it. I was like, this Freelance show was a different feel. I didn't talk to him all day. And, like, a couple times I did talk to him, and he was like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, And I walked away. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, hey, Frank, did I do something? He's like, No. And he's like, you're fine. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, he's like, it's just him. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, but I think that's part of what made it too, is the fact that we didn't want to, we wanted to go just beat each other up. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and I didn't want to be joking or we don't want to be joking around and laughing and then have to go when we're, we're trying to go out there and be angry at each other and punch each other in the face. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Is he, is he good with the uh, funny you, you ask if all goes well, he will be on this podcast next week um but uh, don't let him he... listen to this episode because <laughs> he's not is... i don't think he's gonna answer these questions <laughs> well yeah uh we'll see is 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 he good with the because yeah there's so many different ways i feel like you could take that what you just said like is he testing me or is it just locked in himself um does he is, is, is he he train your mind as well as your body does he train your mind that way like like pre-match prep and stuff like that or no
2: yes uh, to okay. an extent uh, but, but it's by hand it's hands-on like okay i like he tries to work with a lot of people like he, if he sees something in you he'll work with you hands-on uh, i remember when he came to we were at pro Wrestling teeth at the time still training before freelance moved to the new building and it was like the first time he came to training and like but the moment I saw him train like I like I always knew I think I think it came into training at that point with a different outlook than I had coming out of lockdown like I said like I watched a lot of different wrestling and I wanted to like make an emphasis to put on size and work on the little things and when he showed up and like he ran this drill and it, like it looked like a match compared to what everyone else was, including myself was doing and I was like oh I knew he was good but like when you see someone look like a good wrestler in a training facility you know they're good right like yeah. mm-hmm. like it's really easy Like, really, it's one thing when the crowd's on the gears on everything but a guy wearing shorts and a t-shirt looking like he's murdering someone like in an empty arena it's like oh okay this is how good he actually is and i was like please teach me how to do this like i yeah. think i'm ready like i want to learn this like i don't want to like and I think he saw something in that, that I wasn't coming to him. And I was like, teach me some cool move. Like, so you can learn that on your own. And I've asked him for move help since and he's helped me with it. But I was like, but that's what I told him. I was like, I want the little things I want. I want the little things you don't earn until you're old and broken. Like I want to learn them in my twenties. <laughs> like I want, I want to learn how to like work for the places I want to go to.
1: Yeah. Like, mm.
2: like and there's the difference. I was like, why am I wrestling to like, why, why am I sacrificing the style of the place that I want to get a job to uh, when those are the people that are gonna watch me and give me the job like <laughs> I was yeah. like but I also he's a guy too he he wrestles in very much a TV style the kind of style of like wrestling I like but he knows how to adapt it to his audience without making it boring like you'll see him right he can go down to to Texas and wrestle a guy like like Dante Leon, like and and have a banger but he didn't change anything about what he did he's just his mind's so good and the little things he does are so good that once again i'm talking saying too many good things about him but like (laughs) i I hate it but like and i I told him i was like those are things i want to learn and ever since then it has been it's been match critiques promos because he knows he's like he's one of the main proponents like you've got to figure out who storm is i can't i can help do everything else for you i can help you with everything else but i can't tell you who you are you have to find that on your own but he's put me in positions to help me find that that's like i guess at this point we're being candid So like like that brian keith match that was like he is very reserved like and that was the first and only time when i walked back through that curtain rob was waiting there That's the only time that's ever happened for me and that's the only time like i think him and i've ever hugged like 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 it was just you know surreal like that was validation for me i was like all right what's next and that's the immediate conversation we started having i think that night was that all right what's next you have to find you because people are going to start seeing you um and that's one of the reasons like i didn't (laughs) i did not want to grab that mic last in our match Like. Like, he was like, that, that was him making me do it. Like, like, he put me in a position where I had no choice but to do, like, the one thing that's more terrifying to me in wrestling than anything. The one thing that's, like, going to hold me back more than anything with getting to the places I want to get to.
1: Well, it's funny was, like, you bring oh, that up, Chris. Right. So <laughs> in this conversation <laughs> during intermission of that show, when we're like, yep, this is Storm's time, like I'm like the only thing that I haven't seen is him grab the mic. Like that would add the other layer that we that, that we're looking for to get him to the next level. Like I think that he needs to do that at some point. And sure enough, you do that at the very top of the match. Yeah. Um, right. so that's that's something that we're you know trying to because I think that that will help us define who Storm is, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that'll give another layer to the character. Um, so you know, the, the I guess is like would we be seeing that a little more just to kind of get those uh get those chops in with the mic
2: yes it is um and i'm terrified about it but i i do think having the the freelance championship like like i like i've had the independent title and like that meant everything to me it was like my first Mm -hmm. real singles title like but there's no there's no real obligation that comes with it other than having good matches. Like I like I I'm not like yeah. the guy who has to be like the face, and I I know we don't look at it that way a lot with like indie companies, and I think we should the same way it would be looked at on TV somewhere. Like that's still the champ, right? That still means something wherever it goes. If you're gonna work for that place, you have to believe in like what you're doing there. Like if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna accept the role as champion, like it can't be a payday thing. It can't be a clout thing it can't be a stroke my own ego thing and so I was like if I'm taking this like I I, fe- I feel an obligation to do stuff like this like and that was one of those things like I need to get to the next step I'm going to put myself out there I was like I need to be doing the podcast I need to be grabbing the mic and like trying to do these things and, and it ended up and like it helps when you have people helping you and putting you in that situation like I had to do with the next freelance show at the Ed Emporium like I had to grab a mic with frank like once Mm -hmm. again terrified terrified but like it was something i had to do and i do feel an obligation to do like outside of my own career goals and needing to learn it as far as my own craft goes and improve on this stuff like i do think if freelance is going to trust me with the championship i do think i need to represent them as a good champion and do the things i should be doing like doing the podcasts and like, this was, a, this was something you guys are helping me with tremendously. Like, it was getting out of my comfort zone. And, like, this is, like, one of the reasons that I wanted to reach back to you guys more than, it, like, more than a lot of other options. I was, like, you guys and Mike, like, I reached out to because I knew it was going to be a comfortable transition. And I knew you guys would get it. But, like, this is, this is something that I'm doing as part of that journey of learning to talk, learning to get comfortable. It's, like, it's easy yeah. when I'm wrestling. Like that. that's what I do. That's what I'm good mm-hmm. at. I was like, I'm, I, I don't feel like me. I feel like an extension of me, but like when you reduce me to talking, like I feel like I have to go back to me, which is like, I mean, probably lame answer, but like, I feel like the weird, awkward kid in school who didn't have, who didn't have friends, who didn't know how to talk to people and sound cool, who, who was not the center of attention, right? Like not a good public speaker. Like, but mm-hmm. like I chose the wrong business if I'm going to be okay with that. Right. Like, so like, I can't be okay with staying at that point. And like, even now, like like you said, like you gave, you gave me a mic and a year ago, I couldn't have done that. Yeah. Am I the best promo in wrestling? Nowhere near. Am I even a good promo? Probably not. But a year ago I couldn't have cut half the promo I can now. And I'm, and I would like to believe that a year from now that I'll be that a shell or I'm a shell now of what I'm going to be a year from now. Yeah. So, you know, cause I am putting in the work. It's like, and, when I'm driving, when I'm doing these drives, the radio's off, and I'm cutting promos <laughs> like, like like I love that. Doing. Like that was advice given to me by like, guys like Rob Erican and people like that. I'm like, I am putting in the work for it. I was like, I may not reflect in my shaky ability to to do them <laughs> right now, but uh, there is work going on, and I do think it'll pay off. And I think that's going to be the main thing that takes me to that next level. It has to be like because I can't I can't get it without it. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. and I think that
1: stuff you know will flow easier now that at least you know you'll feel a little bit more confident and comfortable because you're being you right mm-hmm. you're you're not this creative character it's, it's it's you going through this journey as yourself mm-hmm. so so hopefully with you know with practice and, and all that like confidence will come and and definitely like it's it you know when you grab that mic and you and you, you know whether it was a short or long promo um it was like for me as a fan is like, Oh great. He, he talked awesome. Like, like yeah, on board. So it's just, you know, a matter of just doing it more and more and, and, and giving the mm-hmm. fans kind of like that, you know, that, that added layer, as I keep saying. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It was a step mm-hmm. in the
0: right direction. I think Chris and I even like grab each other. We're like, he's speaking. Like <laughs> We're like, we, we we were wanting it. Um, mm-hmm. and, But yeah, great. Baby steps, baby steps. This is a stop. Gradual, gradual. Mm -hmm. um it's not all it's not all built in one day it's awesome Mm -hmm. um uh, a line I love we're about to wrap up the hot plate it's been very full I've loved our conversation um a line we're going to or there was a line in Windy City podcast like I said Windy City Slam um you you said more opportunities started coming to you when you were just focusing on like having fun Mm -hmm. um which I love that and I think that's great advice for anyone doing literally anything is is that's what we chris and i have always said to each other when we if if we get to a point where we hate doing this podcast we need to stop mm-hmm. and it's that's never happened and we've done this for we're coming up on five years in march i think so we've always enjoyed this and it ever, if it ever got to a point where it's too overwhelming we would just like skip a week or whatever like that so i want to know what it, now you're at the at the mountain what are some fun things that you want to do? I think you're going to need to continue having fun in this run. Obviously, there's different – people have different say's and stuff and, like, where you want to go and, like, who you're going to wrestle. But is there any people you're looking forward to maybe challenging, wrestling, any storylines you want to explore with certain people or anything like what is what comes after this? It's, I'm always bad at this question on the spot
2: in terms of people I want to work with going forward. But I'm at a point now where, like, I want to wrestle a lot of the people I've wrestled again. I was like, I found a personal level to see okay. to see the difference because like, to, yeah. to measure growth, I was like, it's really hard. I, I was like, I think the main thing I want is just like time and the, the, the pressure of being the guy, right? I was like, like being given the main event, being like, you have 20 minutes, go do it. Like, because yeah. that's hard. Like that's scary stuff. That's stressful stuff when you've never been there, but you can learn it without being there. So at a point now, like, all these all these big matches I had, I was in the passenger seat, whether it was Brian Keith, whether it was sure. Rob, whether it was Jordan Oliver, I was in the passenger seat from all of those just showing that I could hang. I was like, and now whether it's working guys like that again or wrestling new opponents, like it's time that I got to step up and be like, all right, I'm at this level and having the confidence that I'm at the level and approaching the match in that same way and not having my hand held like I was like and know there's no shame in that like that's what you have to do at first and obviously if I'm wrestling a guy with Rob like I'm gonna try to match his energy but I also do he's still he's still the vet and I'm gonna respect his opinion and understand that he's got more knowledge than I have sure. but I'm also gonna show up to that match with a lot more confidence than I did in March for sure the last match I came in with a lot more confidence than I had in March I was like in going into next month I'm gonna go in like ready to work a match that I would with anyone else. The same way I would approach a brand new freelance student having their first match. Like, so you have to have confidence that you're at that level and you're not, you're, you're there for a reason, right?
1: Yeah. Do
2: what you got you there. You're there for a reason. They could have picked anyone and they chose you. There's a reason you're there. Someone sees something in you, even if you don't see it yourself. I was like, and I want to go in there and learn to be a top guy, whether it's on the smallest scale or not. I was like, and it's the only way you can do it is by
0: doing it. Yeah, it sounds like you want to be like have a match with someone, and you're you're you can drive the car a little bit too, right? Mm -hmm. You'll drive the car for this section of it, pets it up. Like, I'm assuming when you're wrestling a vet, they're doing maybe calling a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. or drive like it sounds like you're ready to have a rematch with Elaney Luck, maybe 20 minute banger at the LSA where you're Mm -hmm. both taking turns driving the car and just really showing all your stuff because you, mm-hmm. you feel like you have the confidence to do it. So that yeah, that's exactly
1: funny. what it is. Like, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No,
2: no, no, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, like I, I, I had a chance, uh, I think it was last October. I wrestled Jay Christ and I don't think I said a word. I think it was just like, I just stood there and called everything and, and, and that that was it. But then when I, this time going into warrior, we got the chance to wrestle again back. I think it was like March or April. I was like, I, I wonder that he. It was the same thing was happening again. I was like, actually, sir, excuse me. Um, could we try this instead? And I was like, oh, I'm nervous about it. Like that was a big step for me. Like that's the kind of stuff I want to do. And he's like, Yeah, sure. Why? Why like, you're allowed to have input? And I was like, Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> like, like, like he's like he's very, very nice about it. But like, uh, but like that's the kind of stuff I want to do now. I want to like have the confidence to speak up and be like. You're a wrestler. You're not, you're not a student anymore. You've been doing this almost a decade now. Like, right. like sure, no one knew who you were until a year ago. And, like, that's part of the thing that's hard is because, like, I look at it like I've only been wrestling for this short amount of time. But at the, in the in grand scheme of things, I've been wrestling matches for a very long time. I mean, maybe not as long as Rob and how he loves to tell everyone he's 40. But, like, <laughs> but like... But like it's getting to a point where like I, I kind of am starting to get a grasp of what I'm doing and I need to act like it and have that confidence when I'm going into these matches. And I just want the chance to prove to myself and other people that I can do it on a regular basis and not these one-offs and that I can do it with people who aren't these 20 year vets or these, these well-known indie names or a guy or another vet, like a drama king I have the chance to work with. Like, like I, I want to be able to have those same caliber of matches where, where it's just me and someone else at my same level. Like, yeah, Yeah, I think that's where you get tested, right? It's like it's it's easy to have a match with someone who's a star,
0: <laughs> like yeah, but,
2: or vet or whatever word you want to use. But it's a lot harder to have that match when you're on your own. And I was like, I think that's where I really want to grow to be able to have that match with any opponent. I want to have that match with Brian Keep with anyone.
0: Yeah, no, I'm hyped. You got me ready to run through a brick wall for you <laughs> over here. Uh, We're gonna we're gonna wrap up the hot plate. Uh, what, what's your your main, your favorite vegan main course?
2: Um, it's a really weird food. Um, but can't believe it not it's not meat, it has these uh vegan Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. And I oh. know it sounds weird, but like the greatest thing I've ever had in my life, and I've given it to like <laughs> plenty of non-vegans and no complaints whatsoever. Yeah.
0: Isn't the with the the burgers with the substitute burgers and the substitute meat? do 't they what's the thing they they have to put in there to make it have that like almost bloody taste it sounds that sounds disgusting but it's like right. uh you know what I'm talking about where like it tastes like a burger but it's not yeah I know what you're talking about but I couldn't <laughs> tell you <laughs> i <Like, laughs> probably, probably just gross everyone what you're out. Talking about yeah yeah
1: I don't know. all right beets I don't know no no I can't even think of it we're gonna there move are on.
2: some that use like beets for like coloring though but like oh. um, I know what you're talking about but
0: I'm no help. Right. Yeah, no, that's a, I, there's some stuff you can't tell the difference. I think that that's probably right.
1: Mm-hmm. So, all right, so moving into the dessert, and and you know this will be a quick quick section here, but um, just you know what what does Storm Grayson do for fun? I know you're very disciplined, and I know that you know you have this regiment of, of gym and work, uh, but like w- what do you do for fun? Like, is there anything that, that you do you, in your free time? Non-wrestling related. Non-wrestling related. All right. Um,
2: I do like watching like, sports, like, specifically like, hockey, but okay. uh, I do like to work out for fun, too. Like, I know that's – I'm, I'm going to try to avoid <laughs> that, but I do like to go try new stuff that's not part of my normal, like, this is for wrestling regimen. Like, I like to experiment with new workouts. Like, I do have fun with fitness. So, What's like, an example? But, uh, like, I don't know, like go to like a class or like go do some mm. body weight workout I hate or like step aerobics or something, which I haven't done in forever. But yeah. like stuff like that's mm-hmm. dope to me. Just it's still getting out of your comfort zone, but on a different, uh, different level. Or I'll just go and have a casual workout and just talk to all the people at the gym I know, like, <laughs> I, like, wow. window, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't just essentially hanging out. I like video games. Um, I don't get a lot of time to do it. What um, do you play? But mostly sports games but um that was one of the things i got into during lockdown was like trying to get into like story based games um yes. so, like really good stories like uh like like Detroit become human stuff like that like or i played like over or during lockdown i played all the uncharted games stuff that was just like a fun mm. playthrough story like, yeah. was, like and i started to dive into different stuff but other other than that yeah i just mostly play sports games online or
0: locally cool yeah no i, I... I, uh, have you ever tried a bar, like a bar class? I did one of those on Peloton. Um, oh. You like, you move your legs just like very, sl- like you, you work muscles in your legs that never get used. Have yeah. you ever done one of those? And it, like, no. It's, like,
2: no, I barely get there before they close to do like my normal leg workout. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, no, I haven't. Cause I know it would kill me and like, I would hate it in a good way. Sure. But no, I, I've, I've not, I don't have the the courage to attempt
0: anything like that. I just, I'm picturing you in a room now with a bunch of 40-something women doing a Zumba class at like 8 in the yeah. morning. That's that my next step. That,
2: that's what I want to do. I want to try Zumba, but I need to I want someone to go with me. Like someone who else who doesn't <laughs> like someone else who's going to look like an idiot. Like I don't want to like Yeah. It's like, I, I would take my mom with me, but she'll crush it.
1: Oh right. yeah, like, like, yeah.
2: Yeah, like I can't do that. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll still be embarrassed.
0: Alright, we'll, we'll do it two, two years more in a <laughs> <class. in laughs> face
1: live from Super <Sumba. laughs> Yeah, that's a great It's a great thing. Like, isn't
0: this a wrestling podcast? No. <laughs> Not, anymore. Not anymore. Not <laughs> anymore. Uh vegan dessert.
2: I'm a big ice cream person. Okay. Which yeah. is
0: so. which just regular ice cream counts as vegan? I'm not too familiar. That counts as No, as no, no, no. no like non
2: dairy ice creams. Yeah. Non dairy. Non dairy. Anything I've mentioned, like the ranch or anything like that? I mean, like vegan versions of all of them. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I should clarify. I guess I've used to, like, <laughs> I, I know that. Yeah. No, everything I mentioned, like, I love that even
0: on that. your cheat days, though, you stay strictly non vegan. I feel like that's yeah. another whole layer of discipline, too, that you're doing. So props to yeah, you The
2: vegan thing, not to like, get too deep in I know we're doing rapid fire, but, like, it was definitely like, like I was like I was pretty heavy I was like an overweight like high school and stuff like when I went vegan like it was just strictly like we need you I'm, can you tweet an out a picture person. of you in, in
0: high school because I don't I don't believe that you like you said mentioned didn't have a ton of friends and gravitated towards wrestling I don't believe that like you when I when I see you in a room I'm like this dude looks fit and like I just know you as what I've seen you in the ring. We, you need to tweet out a dorky, like, middle school, high school okay. photo so we
2: can see. All right, I got you. I got to find one because I don't have any of them because I, I was dorky. And I didn't want to take <laughs> <Didn't> pictures. <laughs> no, I like, yeah, don't have yeah. a picture. Really. Like, I didn't want to be in pictures. And what I about the class them. photo? <laughs> what about the class
0: photo that everyone had
2: to take? I can probably find something. I'm sure I can find something. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, that's funny. All right. So that, you know, that was a, a rapid fire dessert. Um, but we will go into more rapid fire here as still part of the dessert, which is ward association.
2: Okay.
1: Right. Okay. And this is where we have, you know, 10 things we're going to throw at you and you'll just reply back with the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, first word that comes to mind. Okay. All right. Wait, swig of water. All right. <sighs> okay. All right, eh? Here we go. Andy, two Jews long. Referee. Freelance wrestling. Home. The green kid. Terrible. <laughs> Super tough dudes. Experience. Robert Eagle Anthony.
2: Rome model.
1: Oh, <laughs> Role dash model. Hyphen. Your
2: hero. <laughs> no, uh, hero. hero. <laughs> Don't tell him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please. <laughs> Cello Pro.
2: Green. Yes.
1: There you go. That's the right answer. James Camione. Hero. (laughs) (laughs) Also, hero. Freelance (laughs) on the ground. Home. Ray Furia. Dream. Carlos Gali uncle <laughs> <laughs> there you go those are the 10 those are the ten. uh
0: a couple of repeats in there but i think i think uh yeah. definitely loud right uh home yeah. and home yeah i, I
2: definitely have yeah. to uh give the title to both rob and james i was like I, i'm sure we'll touch on it more elaborational thought later but james uh, as much as him and i butt heads a lot it definitely was like a huge turning point for me like a few years ago when i was a young dumb kid pissing people off because i thought i was good and like when i had a big heart to heart that definitely like changes the directory of uh, the trajectory of everything so he deserves like as much i didn't mention him on this podcast but he deserves a lot of credit for helping me as much as he has
1: so so let's take uh, you know an extra two minutes here um and i, I do want to ask so so did you because i know you guys work together mm-hmm. and you guys work together yeah. <laughs> so, like, job. what came first? Like, did, did you guys meet in the wrestling world, or did you guys meet outside of that?
2: We did meet in wrestling. Uh, we met uh, through training. So the uh, the reason Underground like, got the home title after, actually, was because, like, I mean, pre-freelance Underground, UGW, that's where Underground Wrestling, that's where my first match, um, all that. So James has known me since I started training at 18. Uh, I was working overnight at the time like and going to school and wrestling and like dying because I'd be up for days at a time and like a job opened up with him and it was actually Nick's job like Matt Nick's and uh, when he left to go on to other stuff uh, he was like hey I know you're on the verge of dying <laughs> like from never yeah. sleeping you want a better job and I was like yeah sure I was like and actually and then i ended up leaving there and he's still uh, just because i couldn't afford to the cars driving and the pay at the time wasn't great and they ended up increasing it and like there was an opening and he came to me He's like you want another crack at it and i was like yes please he's like i know you could use the money so uh I worked with him twice this was my second run with him actually
0: nice yeah uh, shame on us for not a- asking any questions about that uh but no it's really cool to To hear that the uh, you know the Godfather of freelance was uh, spreading some wisdom around.
1: Well, unfortunately, you know he he, he's taking a dark path now. But (laughs) I don't want to say too many good things about him either at this point.
0: No, definitely not. No, definitely not. Yeah, I don't know. He's 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 in with the wrong crowd. Um, But uh, I guess we'll forgive him to some extent.
1: For sure. Um, Storm, we want to thank you for your time. Thank you for going through the wrestling buffet line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thank you for replying to those DMs. Um, <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. Oh, yeah. Uh, our
0: first, I was supposed to give you shit for that. I think our first one might have yeah, been September, September 2021. <laughs> that was our first hour we shot to you. So we, we wanted you on before you were
1: champ yeah let, let, let's put that out let's, there let's make know, the, the champ is it's it's nice and well deserved and we're super happy for you but but uh definitely we wanted to talk to you before you you, you know you had that championship around your waist but um glad you're uh, here yeah, glad you made yes, it i appreciate um,
2: you guys still <laughs> wanting to hear and <laughs> give me the oh, chance absolutely. to come on here after everything so
1: absolutely we, i mean we we understand you know schedules are also crazy so um Before we close out, um, what are your social handles so people can follow you and and check you out at Freelance and any other show that you might be on?
2: Instagram and Twitter That's where I do everything. Both of them at Storm Grace and PW. Uh, And I post everything there. Everything I have upcoming will be on there. Um, That is as far as social goes.
0: Yeah. Freelance, freelance, underground, coming up, definitely. Uh, I think
2: yeah. you have a rematch, right? Is that is that confirmed, or are you guys gonna square mm-hmm. off again? That that is confirmed with yeah. uh, Mick Foley as the special guest referee.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting. No pressure on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'll be able to, you'll be able to pick well, his brain.
2: Well, I mentioned on Windy City. I don't like. I don't know if like you guys heard it, but like mm-hmm. at like three, four years old, the uh, Rosemont Horizon, my first ever wrestling shirt and. Action figure, we're both McFoley. We're mankind and dude love. So like, this is about as full circle as it can get for me. Like so, no, like you said, no pressure, right? But this is twenty years, twenty three years, or whatever in the making. So it's it's so interesting how
0: wrestling can be like this sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like serendipitous. No, I, you, I we have the most faith. You're gonna faith. You're gonna kill it, and we're we're really happy you came on. So thank you guys a lot for having me. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. As far as two heels and a face goes, uh, we are number two heels and a face on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, Charlie's getting these episodes up on YouTube and you can check out the actual video of this podcast. So make sure you like subscribe and do all those fun things. Uh, Charlie, any closing words? No, I'm
0: just glad we finally got to do this. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be in your corner, Storm, and we're going to keep uh, helping you unravel unravel the, these uh, these layers you got going on and hopefully uh, have an awesome fucking title run. So looking forward to it.
1: <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> awesome. Well, remember, don't forget, hashtag Viva Le Chico. Always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>